is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Back to the Revuture, the show in which we take a classic movie, the one of us, or maybe even both of us, might not have seen before, and we, as a collective, take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And... As a collective. As a collective. There's only two of us. Right. <laughs> right. Do, how, many, how many do you need to have a collective? More than two. Oh... Well, that's I'd really awkward because I was going to refer more than three even. because oh, I was going to start referring to us as the Back to the Revuture Collective. No, what as in you, the two of us. What would you count as a collection of things? Like oh, if, if, like, like now if, I, don't, if you said, "Oh, I've got two badges," is that a collection of badges? <clears throat> it's a selection. <laughs> now here's the thing: I nearly got into an argument with someone over this before. Which was like, at what point do you start having a collection of things? And I'll admit, I did say any time you have more than three of something. Three. Yeah. I would have said like ten. Mm, <laughs> so here's the thing. I think if you've got two of something, you've like I've got a couple. I've got a couple of comics, right? So like, like I've got a couple of comics. Is a collection of jackets. <laughs> I I would say I have a but somewhat... it also depends on what they are though because only three jackets is just having three jackets. If you've got three jackets, same brand, same color, same size, that's a collection, don't you think? Because they're all the same. Well, I would say a collection like... means a variation of it. <laughs> you have to have a variety. No, but do you know them. what? I, no, but do you know what I mean? Like, and a collection implies intent. Like, I, I don't, I didn't intend to have the collection of jackets <laughs> that I have. I've just accumulated jackets <laughs> until I've looked and gone, oh, I've got like several different kinds of jackets here. I have a bit of a collection of jackets. I would, I never intended. <laughs> I have a bit of a collection of. Jackets. I never intended. Look, I didn't choose the jacket life. The jacket life chose me. Okay. No, but I feel like <laughs> yes, comics are like a variation, I suppose, maybe. But if you say you've got one Spider-Man comic, one Captain America comic, and one Incredible Hulk comic, I don't think that's a collection of comics because you've got three different ones. You haven't collected any one of them. You've just got some books. So this year we're traveling. To- <laughs> I'm only saying that because because th- I'm relatively certain that you've proven me wrong on all accounts now. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean I have a collection of comic books, but they're not all Spider-Man. They're not all Wolverine. They're not. No, so, like... but, no, but what I'm saying is what I mean is so you've got more than like ten Spider-Man comics. You've yeah. got a collection of Spider-Man comics. Yeah. Is what I mean. You can't have like one Spider-Man one and one Hulk one. That's not. A but collection. if I had three Spider-Man comics, that'd be that would be the start of a collection. Mm. Because I would because that would show I would have intent. I would have intent to have more. The start Spider-Man. of a collection, yeah. Right. But not a collection. Oh. Okay. I think I really think it depends what they are. Well, if anyone wants to chime in with their opinion of their, you know, maybe you've got a collection of things <laughs> that you can only collect three of. I don't know. <laughs> What if that? What if that is the height of the collection? <laughs> what like? What if there? What if there's something if they that did Funko Pops of, like, the three Caballeros or something? I can't think of anything that's got three people in it. Well, yeah, or something like that. 
<laughs> but I mean, you don't just collect specific pops. You collect like all like, kinds, you've don't got, you? No, but what if you only only like Alice in Wonderland and you want Tweedledum and Tweedledee? You've got that collection because you're never going to be able to get any more of them. Because <laughs> there's only two of them anyway. No, because after a certain point, you just have duplicates, wouldn't you? You'd be like Tazos. No, but like there's only <laughs> there's pogs. only two Funko Pops. Right. Yeah. So one Tweedledum and one Tweedledee. Yeah. So I'm saying you so could you have more of them, but they'd be more. the exact same. Yeah. So that's not a collection, then, is it? No. That's what I'm saying. You have what duplicates. You said. When I said about the jackets, you said a collection is something that isn't the same. No. Well, yeah. It's a variety. Yeah, a variety of them. Mm. So if there's something that you've collected that you've only got three of, because that's the height of the collection, then do let us know. Because I'm struggling to think of some, like, you know, spoons. I mean, who collects spoons? Loads of people collect spoons. Well, oh, not now, no. Hmm? Not now, no. No. Well, I mean, if you can collect spoons now, but you'll just be mocked <laughs> not viciously. Just, not just regular spoons. They have to be those ones with, like, the fancy things on top. I've got a collection of Ikea spoons. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that doesn't count. This episode, we are travelling back to the year that is in our wheelhouse of films. We're travelling back to 1986 again. And you know what? What else was in 1986? Well, this is the thing. Goonies. Because we might well have come kind of full circle. Because we're back in 1986, right? Where we so started the, Goonies, the show then? with the Goonies. And the same person. With the third appearance of on this podcast. The third appearance of our main guy, Corey Feldman. And the second of Kiefer Sutherland. Second well. of Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. And... Uh, the Third appearance of Corey Feldman. What was he in before? He was in Lost Boys as well. Oh, yeah. With Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. So We've I'm really glad we did Lost... Corey Feldman movies. Oh, there, well, there we go. <laughs> That's the collection of three that we were after. Solve that mystery <laughs> ten minutes into the show. There we go. We've got our collection. There we are. Yeah, no, Corey, Fe- I mean, I do think that every so often we loop back round on the Corey Feld man. <laughs> and, I don't uh, know why. <laughs> on, on the Feld of Corey. And we become a little bit of a Corey Feldman fan cast. <laughs> this, I mean, we... Feld man. It's like the Feld man. I feel like every so often we'll do something... And out of nowhere, Corey Feldman will appear. And it's like, we end up talking about Corey Feldman again. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He's living the rock star life. He looks a bit weird though, doesn't he? He looks like Charlie Sheen's protege. What? He looks like, at the moment... Did he, he had, did he have plastic surgery or something? I don't know that he had plastic surgery, sure? but he did end up looking a lot like Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. How yeah. did you do that without getting plastic surgery? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I don't know that he naturally he looked like... He absolutely had plastic surgery. Every part of him is completely... Botox. <sighs> yeah, well, it looks like his nose isn't even his anymore. Poor Corey. Yeah, like... I think there's he only... He actually does look like Michael Jackson as well. Do you know, I... He doesn't I... have a top lip anymore. Does he not? What happened to his top lip? It get bitten off. Oh, no, he never really had one, actually. I feel like that there is only so long an amount of time. Oh, yeah, he doesn't have anything lips, doesn't he? 
I think there's only a certain amount of time that we can do this podcast for before we actively have to seek out getting Corey Feldman on as a as a guest. I don't want him in here. Not in, not in our <laughs> physical loft space. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I literally don't think there's only the one mic between us, Amber. Where's he gonna sit? He doesn't have a lot to say. He doesn't. Uh, I think I. On the contrary, we I, could we could pretend he's here right now. I I mean, we could. He's not one of the voices that I do, though, so it's going to be hard. He doesn't have a voice. He's just got. He's just American. There's no. There's no like distinct voices there. Uh, I mean, if you give me a second, I can try and channel him. Hang on, let me try Come and. On. Let me try and communicate with him <laughs> telepathetically. That's what he sounded. Hang like. on. That's me, what he sounded like. Hang on, I can he's feel. That, I can he's feel his fifties American. Kid. I can. Come I can on. feel his, his presence what are you, in you the room. Do it, ain't ya? <laughs> <laughs> I can feel his presence in the room. Hang on. What do you mean? No, no, I can't do it. No, <laughs> no, it's terrible. gone. No, no, it's gone. It's gone. Uh, I nearly had him for a second. Nope, then. You no, didn't. it's gone. No, uh, no, I meant like on a, I meant like uh, on a Zoom call or something, no. like on Skype, no. and record us chatting to him no. about the film that we're watching, whatever episode it ends what, up being. I wouldn't being. even know what to ask. That'd be the most awkward conversation in history. I'd be like, oh, so you've been in some films? Yeah, you look like Michael Jackson. No, oh. Oh. You don't like talking about that. No. Okay, bye. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, there you go, folks. That was our interview with Corey Feldman. <laughs> that was, uh, it was a was riveting it like interview. Being in this film? Oh, yeah, it was fun. I was a kid. We had a good time. Okay. I no, I, no, I genuinely believe that Corey Feldman, you, you'd you ask him a question. I, he seems like oh, the yeah, kind of person that would just up, talk. Know, yeah, 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 like... yeah. 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 <laughs> 100%. All we'd have to do is ask him about his... Um, Leather his, jacket? <laughs> yeah, it's leather jackets. Yeah, it's jacket collection. <laughs> collection so of three I think jackets. Got a leather jacket collection. Well, <coughs> I've only actually I've got, got three. three. <laughs> no, that is a collection. No, apparently, that's a collection. Counts as a Are collection. Perfectly fine. No, no, no. They're actually all exactly the same jacket. Ah, oh, it doesn't count as a collection, then, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes. Ten minutes. I've already lost. Crap over this! <laughs> I didn't expect that joke to make you laugh as much as it did. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I wasn't laughing at the joke. I was I laughing at how funny you thought. It was. <laughs> I <just> thought it was <laughs> Why did you think that was so funny? <laughs> oh, it doesn't count as a collection. I'm just imagining the awkward conversation with Corey Feldman now about his leather jacket. Yeah, because he oh, I'm really have... sorry. Actually, that doesn't count as a collection. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> he doesn't have any of the backstory, so he doesn't know why we're asking um, about collection first. Now, uh, uh, what I was going to say was all we'd have to do is ask him about his sequels to Lost Boys. God, he'd have a lot to talk about about that. What? His sequels that he did to Lost Boys I that he even was know in. They did then. We did when when we <laughs> mm, on the podcast <gasps> that we did for Lost Boys. We you discovered we well I told you that there were two sequels. The Lost Boys, and one of them was the exact one that you wanted to see, which was just a grown-up Corey Feldman still taking out vampires with his brother, with all these oh, makeshift yeah. weapons and stuff. I forgot about that. Yeah, I as think soon we just have to ask doing these, I just immediately forget. <laughs> it's out of your brain space. Mm. So, if you guys, I bet, God, we, we've we've 
We've left it late in the episode to get to this now. No, but we are going back to 1986. We're going full circle. We have got the Corey Feldman back again. We're talking this episode about Rob Reiner's Stand By Me. Now, I have a little bit of a story to tell about this film. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Cast your mind back, nary a five-year period ago, all right? When the concept for this podcast was a mere pipe dream of something that I thought we should eventually do at some point in the future, I started writing a list on a little, like piece of card about you know postcard yeah size. postcard size piece of card of films that i would spontaneously ask hey have you seen this hey have you seen this hey have you seen this do you know what the first one that i put on the list was that spurned the entire concept of showing you classic movies that you hadn't seen before and getting your thoughts on them was what it was actually The Goonies. But the second one oh. that I put down was Stand By Me. And it took you all this time to get round to it. Why, and did, why I com- did we watch crap like Clue and <sighs> like, oh, just every other... F- oh. <laughs> because... So many films that we've watched have been so rubbish. Because here's the thing, Amber, I lost the piece of card. <laughs> well, you just forgot that lost, existed. I lost the piece of card that said it on there. And um, I forgot that Stand By Me was on that list. And when I started writing out a bunch of ones that we could watch for the show, once we actually started doing it... I can't believe I had to watch The Usual Suspects before I watched this film. (sighs) That was dire. I don't know why people... It's making me yawning think about it. (laughs) (laughs) That was dire. I I genuinely don't even know why people even like that film like, now here's the thing i think i don't want i don't want this to be about that again because i've already made like spoken about that no before. but the thing at the end wasn't good enough right. for me to enjoy the rest of the film. i didn't want to say i didn't really want to bring this up but we very nearly caught a little bit of flack for our usual suspects episode because because no. we weren't hmm, you in particular but me also a little bit like we weren't too big fans of that film and some of the people that listened to that episode I know for a fact one person that listened to that The Usual Suspects was the entire reason that they got into film and film writing <laughs> and it. and they kind of listened to us crap all over it for a, about an hour which was well, I was like maybe oh, after the first 15 minutes of me crapping all over it they should have switched off yeah, don't do this to yourself. Don't listen to all of it. But Just this is, off. but this is the whole again. The crux of this entire podcast is art is subjective. Yeah, and I've said to yeah. you before, like the reason so, you shouldn't get surprised that there's thing that I don't like things because the reason why I haven't watched them before is because I don't think they're going to be like my thing. Yes. So then you make me watch stuff that I'm not going to like, and then mm. make me talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm gonna be saying stuff about it that I don't like. But then the payoff for ones that you really like yeah, I know, is even I never better. Thought that I would like Karate Kid, but here we are. And now you're like one of the biggest Karate Kid fans <laughs> that I'm I not actually one of the know. Biggest Karate Kid fans. You, you are. Know. I. 
I mean, I don't other even than have myself. Any collection of Karate Kid stuff. No collection. Mm, of no stuff. collection. Well, we could start a Karate Kid collection. Yeah, maybe we should actually. Maybe we should. We could. We could get a poster. We, we could, could get, get a poster. We could get a poster. We could get a uh, a framed. I've got a Cobra gee. Kai hoodie. You do have a Cobra Kai hoodie. I know you got a Cobra Kai hoodie. Oh, yeah, I bought you, you bought that it, Cobra Kai it. hoodie. It's a very good Cobra Kai hoodie. I just wish I could re- meet William Zabka for one time. <laughs> this is our official. Pl- so, <laughs> he- okay. So I'm going to put this out into the universe because this whole thing that we've started adopting now of manifesting your destiny. Yeah, like, if I'm you say it out loud, like ten thousand times a day. Yes. William Zabka. William Zabka. William Zabka. Like, William we Zabka. would now love... Now the name's starting to lose all meaning. Right, the name is... <laughs> the word has lost all meaning. If we could if we could meet Ralph Macchio and William Zabka, you know... Okay, manifest it and put it out there. Hell, get, the, get an interview with them for the podcast <laughs> as well. Just, awkward, like, talk to them awkward. on the podcast. It'd be great. It would be so awkward. After Cobra Kai Season 5 comes out I know but I don't know what I would say and we watch it (laughs) stuff stuff and Corey Feldman we should absolutely have a chat with Corey Feldman you say it like he's just down the road and we can knock on his door like I don't know I don't expect I don't know I mean the chances of that are low but never zero (laughs) I don't actually know exactly where he lives that is true so he could have been the guy that lives down the road that wore that mic my Michael Myers question <laughs> Halloween. Whoa! Now that's a story arc for the podcast that no one saw coming. <laughs> Turns out that story we told two years ago. Whoa. Two years ago. Well, wow, it was like two Halloweens ago. Time. I feel like I tell it every time. Two Halloweens I definitely ago. Also told it last Halloween. Yeah, that that story that we told that happened two Halloweens ago. Turns out Corey Feldman all along. What? I think Plot was, twist ending. I think he was a bit too chubby for Corey Feldman. That would, I get the feeling that Corey Feldman's kind of like tall but thin. That would be the moment that we know that this podcast has jumped the shark when it turns out that Corey Feldman was here all along. That's that's the point that the podcast has the twist ending. Like the M. Night Shyamalan ending. And we go, this is it. We've peaked. We've peaked. We can't get any better than this. This is oh, it. I hope, get it <laughs> I hope that's not as good as it gets. So essentially, it's taken us around forty episodes to get to Stand by Me because after a while, for some reason, I'd convinced myself that you'd actually already seen it, and I don't know why. I no. thought it was one. It was on the list, but yeah, Stand by Me was one of the first films I planned on doing for the sake of this podcast. We should have done it ages ago. We should have done it ages ago. And then I would have enjoyed it longer. This is true. You would have had you would have had far more longer to enjoy it. So, as we do every episode, we get the person that hasn't seen the film to tell us what they thought it was going to be about before watching it. And so you've I will seen admit. The film. Okay, so here's the thing. I have seen it, but I have not seen this film in a really long time. And since having seen seen it. No, no, no. (laughs) Well, I have. But since having seen it, the the things that I remember most about the film are the bits that they did in the Family Guy parody of it. 
and I like I remember all of those bits and I'm like oh yeah that bit and that bit and that bit and then I kind of forgot the moments that were like genuinely really touching moments of the film so I kind of had these these like reliving of these moments again going oh yeah actually I remember this bit and it's like it's really really touching and really heartfelt and I'm yeah. like so what did you think the film was going to be about before I watching actually it? did know what it was about oh okay all right although I didn't think like um, I knew I thought I knew what it was about but then I thought oh there's probably something else that happens or some other things that go on that I don't that I don't know but then actually sure. um, when it finished it's pretty much exactly what I thought it was so I just thought there was a group of boys who found, who knew that there was a dead body in the woods and they go and find it and then they find it <laughs> that's what I thought it was cool. about but I thought there was going to be a bit more to mm. it mm. but actually there wasn't but there doesn't need to be any more to it than that because here's the thing this is also the second well not appearance but it's the second Stephen King based oh, product. Yeah, we watched Shawshank Redemption. We did watch we? Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, and we had a whole Stephen King discussion on that. I feel like we might have to revisit Stephen King and your opinions of it. Because have you is this is this a book, the novella of this, the body? Was this one of the ones that you had read no, of Stephen King? I've never read any of his short ones. Okay. Alright. What what are the ones that you have read from oh. Stephen King? Because you you've know, read some. You know that? <laughs> well, because here's the thing, because I was thinking while watching this film, you've read some of Stephen King's. Well, you've read a, a decent amount of Stephen King. I would say I mean, he's written a lot, so he I has have written a lot. Even, like scratch the surface. But... I I would argue that you have read an average to slightly above average amount of Stephen know. King for not someone for, that for reads. A Stephen King fa- oh, for a regular person, maybe. Yeah, for someone that reads a lot. Reads a decent amount of books out of the collection of books that you have, collection which is more than three because you have more than three books and they're of a different kind. Yeah, they are. Right, we've established that. Yeah. Okay. So, out of the Stephen King collection that you have i.e. more than three Stephen King books and not of the same kind. They're not ones that that popular franchises have been based off of or popular films have been based off of, other than, like, a couple, I think. Because you read it from, like, cover to cover, Mm. which is a mammoth of a book. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And then you've read some other ones which people would go, I didn't even realise that was Stephen King. So you've read like a... I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I've read it and I've read... So I've kind of read like the... But I haven't read like Pet Cemetery and Cujo. Those are like the two no. big films that he's done. But I've read like The Shining and uh, Misery and Carrie and Christine and right. like Doctor Sleep. Like So, so like yeah. a lot of his... Pretty much like the ones that... It, like the big full books that he's come out with in the past couple of years, I've read all of those. But not like... Because he like branches off and he's got like... Oh, he's got like a a thriller, like sub-genre of his books that he writes. <laughs> and then he's got... So like I haven't read any of those. No. Because it's like you just can't... You can't... It just takes up all of your time. <laughs> so. so how did this, as a film, to you measure up as a Stephen King kind of story. I can imagine it's something definitely that, yeah, it's definitely a Stephen King story. 
because he just likes getting kids together in a group and one of them's like mouthy one of them's a bit tough right you know that type of thing one of them gets beaten up by his parents or you know there's always it's like it they've got the group yeah. of kids and yeah, yeah, just yeah. The same. yeah and I don't know what order his books of these came out but I do get the impression that Stand By well it's not called Stand By Me it's called The Body but I'll refer to it as Stand By Me yeah yeah I, I get the impression that this story was kind of a bit of inspiration for it again i'll probably be entirely wrong on this it'll probably turn out that it came out way before this but i get the impression that like this short novella that he wrote he probably took the idea of later on and went what if what if it was the same kind of group of kids but they were in an entirely different supernatural style situation and went from there now the thing that i like the most about this film i i i think that the the kids that are in it obviously yeah the body was first yeah that i mean that stands to reason that makes sense really doesn't it from a writing perspective yeah i suppose the kids that were in this obviously they all grew up to have pretty significant careers except for well i mean even river phoenix who died tragically young mm. obviously quite some time ago he still had a successful career they all yeah, he did a few things, as yeah. child actors in this grew up to be relatively big time actors yeah and i that's look back on good, it now though. that's because they were good i yeah exactly and i look back on it now and the film started playing and i thought Oh yeah, I forgot that it's Will Wheaton in this. He looks this. nothing like Will Wheaton. He looks nothing it. like him now. I can't understand it. He looks. I don't know whether it's just because he's got like a beard, but I don't think it is. His whole face shape has like completely changed. Yeah, it's this was definitely before he kind of really had growth spurts and filled out. And, he looks very much similar in this to how he did in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh really? Yeah, where he was Wesley Crusher. Oh. Yeah, because he was really young in that yeah, I didn't watch as well. <laughs> no, he was pretty young in that. And you kind of saw him grow up a bit in that. But So he looks recognisable between those two moments. Oh, okay. But between then and now... Yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's entirely different. Yeah. But I'll tell you who had the biggest glow up out of the kids... <laughs> It's Jerry O'Connell. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you didn't realise when I said, well, oh, I yeah, it's I Jerry O'Connell. I mean, I don't know who Jerry O'Connell is. Okay, so... But when you showed me a picture, obviously... Yeah. Yeah, I recognised him from stuff, but yeah, I wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah, he looks completely different. Totally different. And not different. just that he's just lost weight as he got older, because no. that just happens, but he just doesn't even have the same face. It's so bizarre. No, he do doesn't even look anything like how he did as a kid. And I know Jerry O'Connell mainly from a uh, late 90s, early 2000s sci-fi series called Sliders. Oh. Now, this is my humble recommendation for the podcast. You can call it even a pro tip if you want. But if you are in any fashion into late 90s, early 2000s sci-fi series, a la... 
let's say Buffy, a la Firefly, no. a la anything like that. <laughs> well, no, yeah, but you're just not really a Joss Whedon fan, are you? You're just like, you know. No, it's not Joss Whedon. Uh, well, I don't care about that. <laughs> Nathan Fillion is what I was going All right, say. yeah, you're not a Nathan Fillion fan. I don't know why, he just winds you up so much. Castle winds you up. Nathan Fillion is just an actor doing a job. Yeah, but Nathan Fillion is Castle, though, isn't he? Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> Castle is the one that winds you up. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... What do you have against Castle? I don't know. It's just annoying. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Castle You've in my life. You've never seen an episode. I've never well, seen an episode of Castle in then. my life. That's why you don't know, then. It's rubbish and he's annoying. Okay, all right. Well, I'll let that fly. I don't even know what he does. Just, I'll, I'll let that slide as he um, brought it brought it back around i thoroughly recommend sliders as a series is where i was going with that okay. like it's 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 uh it's basically as a concept it's doctor strange in the multiverse of madness before the mcu existed right and the whole premise is this guy invents a uh, machine that creates portals to parallel worlds oh, okay. across in potentially infinite parallel universes right. and they go through like they accidentally end four of them accidentally end up going through one of them and they end up in a parallel universe and they think they can make a portal to get back but it turns out every time they make a portal it gets them to a different uh, parallel universe and they basically have to keep going through portals to parallel universes in order to find the right one home. But they don't know when... They only know that the portals will turn up at specific times in specific places. And if they miss one, that's it. They're stuck there. Oh. So that's where the threat comes in. And so on and so forth. And Jerry Co Jerry O'Connell was the main guy it seems like that would get a little bit more Jerry O'Connell was the was the uh, the main guy in that, and he was pretty good. I like that series. That's where I know him from. I know him from Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah, because he was Sheldon's brother, and Will Wheaton was in Big Bang Theory. Oh well. yeah, kind of. yeah yeah he was. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember if Corey Feldman was ever in Big Bang Theory because yeah. if that was, that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole Nathan collection. Nathan Fillion was though. Yeah, Nathan Fillion was, and James L. Jones. But James yeah, L. Jones wasn't in this. this. No, I know. <laughs> we interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird Gift Baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customisable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber, they can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird gift baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird gift baskets. 
Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Reviewcher sent you, yeah? And now, we return to your regularly scheduled programming. So, what did you think of Stand By Me? I really liked it. I thought it was yeah? really good. Excellent. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like the reason why I like Stephen King's stories, is because, yeah, fine, like, things kind of happen along the way, but it's not full of stuff. No. I know that's what... I don't... I, I don't know how else to say it. I know it. what it's you not mean. Like, oh, there's not like ten different little stories happening at the same time. No. It's like, no, this is the story that I'm setting out to tell, and this is how it's right. Being. Like, you kind of follow either like a group. I know it is a little bit different because that kind of does branch off because there's so many kids in the group, and you yeah. kind of have to see some of their lives to appreciate like who they are and yes. like where the story's going a little bit but it doesn't go crazy it's just like one of them goes home you know that's it mm. like you, you mm. follow one of them home or whatever so mm. it's not, but like a lot of his other stuff is pretty much just this is following one person's life it's like mm-hmm. slice of life and then the stuff happens around them and they're a part of it which so, was what we experienced with Shawshank Redemption yeah that's, yeah exactly yeah. you were really just following the action of one or two specific characters yeah. and it's the same in this you follow the main group and it very rarely cuts away and the only time it cuts away is to Kiefer Sutherland and and the gang of guys because that's where the threat's coming from. Because it's like, are they? Who are they going to get? Yeah, who's but even get there then, first? like, the majority of that story is because one of our, like, the group that we're following was listening to them. Exactly. So. And that's where that connection comes yeah, in. Yeah. So it really doesn't. It never. They never really branches off far from like the main characters mm. or the main plot. Like that. That happens a lot. Like there are so many books, especially that I read and it's like oh yeah they've got the, oh you're reading about that person's life in their home with their partner now and this person's family and this person's work and this person's this mm. and it's just yeah it's all over the place it's like how people either have a lot of trouble getting into Game of Thrones or once they've read Game of Thrones have trouble getting into other kinds of books because the Game of Thrones books the Song of Ice and Fire books each chapter is following a different person or a different yeah, character or a annoying. different threat I find that a little bit annoying so, like it's okay for a little while but when it's repeated or it's it makes it confusing sometimes like I'm not obviously saying that he's the only author that writes books that follow one particular person or two people's like plot through the whole thing. No. Obviously. No, obviously. There's loads of, there's hundreds of books that even I've read that have just done that. But I just like the way he does it. I just find yeah. it very easy and simple to read and I just like it, yeah. Yeah. And with this film, I feel like the novella I I I don't know exactly how big or thick this novella is, but I feel like for an 85-minute movie, and again, we're on this trend of short-ass movies at the moment, which yeah. I'm enjoying. Because <laughs> yeah. The Warriors, last time, was a short-ass movie. This well, is an 85-minute oh, yeah. yeah, movie. Actually, yeah. yeah. I feel like there is very little that was cut from the novella 
in order to make time in the script. I feel like there's a potential yeah, that if you're decent enough... Yeah, it's only 80 pages long. Yeah. So I feel like it would take you a similar amount of time to actually read the book as it would be to watch the film. So I kind of like that, though, actually. I feel like that was a story that was literally written to be told on a screen. Yeah, well, a lot of his stuff is. That's why they've done it, I suppose. Yeah. This is kind of weird because there's, like, a few people having a different... one. Somebody said, oh, it's just shy of 200. Somebody said it's 80. (laughs) That's confusing. That's Um, strange. I don't know whether... I mean, obviously, there probably are some differences between the book and the film because there, there always is. Like, even with the Shawshank Redemption, the movie changed parts of the book for no, like, no obvious reason. Right, right. Like, what he looked like and stuff. I don't know why he wasn't red-haired, because they kept calling him red. So they still called him red, but he wasn't ginger. Right. See, (laughs) I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But you didn't know what? That was how it was in the book. I thought they called him red in the film quite a lot. Yeah, they did. Yeah, because he was ginger. Yeah, I didn't. So, but why? Yes. Why bother calling him Red if you're not going to make him Ginger, or just make him Ginger? I, I mean, weird, well, that that is that is the joke in Shawshank Redemption because they say, "Why do you call you Red?" And he says, "I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm Irish." Oh. He says that. Yeah, they, but, but they should have made him Ginger. I mean, sense. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I feel like for Stand by Me, it's it's pretty perfect size of a book to be made into a film. Which I quite like. Yeah, because you can't make his films into... You can't make his book into films that aren't less than, like, two days. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, It had to have a lot cut out of it Yeah, there's well, two films but, out of it. Yeah. So, would you like a little bit of... Is the trivia worth the time? Because here's the thing. I don't know why asking, because I say no every time, and then you do it anyway. Well, here's the thing. Well, I found two bits, Ooh, but man. one of them is quite topical, which might be interesting. So do you want to hear the one that is quite topical that leads us into a whole other discussion? Ah, <sighs> oh, you really don't <laughs> like this segment, do you? I work so hard on no, this segment. Don't. No, you don't. I work, I no, plan don't. it all out. No, you don't. You sit in front of me for five minutes was... while we're talking and look at IMDb. I, was I gonna... just saw you looking at it, uh, looking it up now in front go- of me. I was going to write a whole There's jingle no for it. <laughs> I was going to write a whole jingle for the segment. I was going to get it like... And anyway, I don't even know why. I was the one that started this. When I, when I hosted my own podcast, uh, like of one of these... I was the one that started the trivia and then you started yeah. doing it. I started doing it. Well, I know. It was a good idea. No, yeah. it wasn't. I don't know why I did it. Oh, okay. All right. I just did it because I couldn't think of anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle was going to go, ba, 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 it's time for trivia. <laughs> it's something like, I, look, I told you I was still working on it. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so here's one that I thought was pretty topical. To keep in character while off camera, Kiefer Sutherland often picked on Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, and Jerry O'Connell. Now, here's the thing. It came out recently about how certain actors in certain films that have not done certain amounts of money recently 
are like method acting to the detriment of the film production. And a lot of people have come out saying, you never really hear about people who are method acting and they're being a really nice person, do you? I feel like Kiefer Sutherland actually wasn't method acting there. I feel like if he's picking on the kids that are half his age, maybe he was actually just being a bit of a jerk. (laughs) Yeah, so so they said that he was method acting and he was beating the kids up? No, he was just picking on them. Oh. He was just like, I don't know. What idiot? I know, but it's just like that's such an idiot thing to do. You have one scene How far together did he take with it? them. Did he go? Did he go bad? No, I don't know. That was all. It, that was all it said. I oh, just said he got. He just he was just picking on him. Oh. And it's just like yeah, all imagine. you have is like what the one idiot. scene. Like, yeah, I bet he thought that he was like Mister Billy Big Balls, and he was just like, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna show these kids what's what. I'm Mister. Big I'm going to be a big famous actor man <laughs> Check out my bleach blonde haircut I'm going to be a big famous actor And then he had to work dude. with Corey Feldman again Yeah I bet Corey Feldman would just beat him up <laughs> Probably would now No he probably wouldn't Keeper Sutherland is quite hard <laughs> he, he is Jack Bauer in fairness He is Jack Bauer You can imagine so... him being like such an idiot though can't you my dad's Donald Sutherland. Yeah, but nobody actually cares. It's the 80s. Yeah. Like, people cared your dad was Donald Sutherland in the 20s. Nobody cares now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I just feel bad for Donald Sutherland more than anything. Yeah, but he was, like, crazy old. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of someone else. No, 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 I don't think you are. <laughs> no, 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 Donald Sutherland is very old. <laughs> he's dead now. Yeah, yeah, well, even, yeah, so he's definitely very No, because very old. I was going to say I was thinking of Kirk Douglas, but I wasn't. No, no, you're not. You're thinking of Donald Sutherland. <laughs> you're right. Because they, kind of, they kind of looked alike, didn't they? They did a little. Well, they ended yeah. up looking alike in the end when they got a bit older. Well, yeah. When Kiefer Sutherland got older. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Kiefer Sutherland is, like, a bit different now. <laughs> okay. I feel, like he'd be, I feel like he'd be different now. I thought you were going to say a bit dumb. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, no, he's pretty so. hard. He, he, he is, you know, he was I don't want him on this show. I don't want him on here. Keith Sutherland. Yeah, I don't want him on here. Nah. Well, yeah, actually, actually, yeah, bring him on here and I'll ask him. I'll say, why are you picking on kids? Yeah, why are you picking on kids? Why are you being, why are you being be, nasty? He'd be like, well, you know, when you're method acting. And I'll, no. 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 <laughs> Just because he was annoyed at everyone, they made him bleach his hair and it went orange. <laughs> yeah, because obviously, because here's the thing. 1986 and 1987 were a really big year, really big couple of years for Corey Feldman. Yeah, did did did, did Kiefer Sutherland have really bleach blonde hair in um, The Lost Boys? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he did as well. It and was, that was it the was year more, after. It was this. more white though. Yeah, that's the thing. He'd carried on doing it. Mm. So then, by the time Lost Boys came around, he had like completely got into the peroxide. Point where it, it was it was actually the right color yeah. instead of just being oh I've only done it a few times and so now it's orange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And to think that Corey Feldman was in Stand By Me and Goonies in the same year and then Lost Boys the year after that. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. And then after that, nothing. Well, a few (laughs) things. He had a really busy three years and then after that, nothing. Yeah. I mean... These were the years. I wonder that why though. He was that like, is weird, isn't it? How he only done a couple is. of films and then like <clears throat> his child star status didn't carry on. He just did a few, and then people were like, "Oh yeah, he's not really who we want for this that character anymore." It's weird. It is. It is a little strange. I think he went mental. I, I don't know. Th- wrong with him. Well, I don't know. 
I don't know he that he went... He became friends with Michael Jackson, you know. Yeah, I know he did. That's a little bit... That's a little bit strange. But <laughs> I don't know that he himself went completely mad. He is strange, though. I think he's a little bit Kooky. unusual. <laughs> Kooky. He's kooky. He's quirky. quirky. I'm so quirky. Well, if we ever get him on the podcast, we'll find out for sure, won't we? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I would prefer to do research before we asked him on, if that's all right. No, no. See, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. Sometimes you just have to pull the pen out of the grenade and see oh, what happens, know. you know? Because then we get, that's how we get our answer, because it'll be in because it'll be like the craziest interview, and then we'll come off the interview and go... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's mental. Oof, I think we found our answer there, <laughs> didn't we? Because oh, that guy's a little bit mad. Oh, did you it's see what like... he was wearing? He was wearing three leather jackets at the same time. <laughs> they weren't even the same kind. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so, another bit that I found. Oh. Does that one get a thumbs up or does it get a fart noise? Um, It was fine, I suppose. Oh, okay, that's cool. It made me angry, though, so... Yeah, well, I mean... But, you know, it's a good trivia if it makes you feel something. Here's another bit of uh, trivia, which I think yeah. you'll like. This is... Um, I bet I like this one. It's odd. Oh. It's, it's, okay, probably it's strange. <laughs> but I think you might like it. Um, Kiefer Sutherland claimed in an interview that in one of the locations of the film, a renaissance fair was being held <laughs> and the cast and crew attended and bought some cookies. Unfortunately, the cookies turned out to be pot cookies, and two hours later, the crew found Jerry O'Connell crying and high on the cookies somewhere in the park. <laughs> what? Why were they selling this, that at a renaissance? This, I don't know. They just found someone who must have been like selling, or someone bought some of these cookies from someone. At the Renaissance Fair, because this is the this is the eighties. Bearing but in it's mind, weird place to take so, stuff, don't you think? I, I, on the contrary, I think if you're going to get high anywhere, the best place to do it <laughs> would be a Renaissance Fair. That would be amazing. Because it would just be like that would be a wild trip. Yeah. But like, I don't think one of the kids is just like, oh, can I have a cookie? Yeah, sure, okay. And so I'm like, no, don't give it to him. Yeah, why did they let him have it? I don't know. I just, I've Keith got this. Sutherland was probably the person that made them do it. <laughs> that's why. That's why Corey Feldman wasn't a child actor anymore because he was just like addicted to drugs after that. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I feel like even if that is the case, my mind still just goes back. To a kind of chubby twelve-year-old Jerry O'Connell just being off his tits on pop brownies. It sounds like he was kind of actually like the character that he played in this film. <laughs> I think he was. I think he they was. They probably all were a little bit. So kids, weren't they? Uh, Corey Feldman. I just saw also. Corey Feldman said that out of all of the roles that he's played, Teddy in this film was the closest to what he was actually like as a person at that point in his life. Oh, my. So <laughs> oh he was... My. Yeah. I did, yeah. I, I saw um, that they said nobody nobody else could be as angry. They couldn't get any, like, kid that could portray the anger that that character had better than him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he must have had... So problems. I think he must have... <laughs> I think he must have really had a lot of, like 
pent up pent up anger. And also, I nearly forgot to say that there's a really young John Cusack in this film yeah, as well. I know. That's weird because he looked re- he looked a lot different as well. Actually. He looked pretty different, but I mean, not so different that it wasn't immediately recognizable. No, no. But here's the thing: out of everyone that was in this film that I was like, oh yeah, it's that person. Oh yeah, it's that Because I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Out of everyone that was like, oh yeah, it's that person, I entirely forgot that John Cusack was in it. Like, entirely. Yeah, you only really see him twice. Yeah, you only, yeah, you only get a couple of shots of him. But... but yeah, you only really see him twice in the in the film, so it's only a really, really small part. But it makes me think that it might have been one of the earliest film no, roles that say, he had. It must have been in maybe <clears throat> maybe something before this though, because this was quite late in the eighties, and he's quite eighty six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, John Cusack did a lot in the nineties. Did he? He did a lot of. I thought films he did a lot in the eighties. Obviously not. Yeah, it must have been the nineties then. Yeah. I didn't think that they were that late. I feel like this was actually a first film outing like on a on a big time basis for a lot of the cast i feel oh, like yeah, this was yeah well i mean even Kiefer sutherland yeah. i feel like this was keep one of Kiefer sutherland's earliest things that he did as well because it was only the year after this again year after this that he did yeah Lost maybe Boys. they were probably introduced in this film then i guess mm. Mm. i wonder where they got them from well, here's the thing, because <laughs> just wandering the streets. This is this is exactly what we were talking about with the Warriors on the last episode. Oh yeah, because I but I thought that they got like people that were specifically kind of sporty and athletic to do it because they were running all the time and they did those parts really well, but they didn't really do the acting the best. Like it what it didn't take anything away particularly, but it could have been more convincing basically. Sure, is what I thought. But all the kids in this were really good actors. Yeah. Yeah, they were, I mean, and they still are. You can tell that River Phoenix is like a different yeah. kind of class. But they were all good for their age. Yeah, yeah. I really liked the scenes with River Phoenix yeah. in this because you start oh, he was such off... such a good kid as well. He was. And the thing that I realised while watching this is that he's not just being the kind of father figure to Gordy that he thinks he should have after his brother died Mm. and his parents are a little bit like out of it yeah he's not just being the father like the the friend and father figure to him that he thinks he needs at that point in his life he's also subconsciously being the father figure that he knows he would want personally yeah. So it's actually kind of at the start they say, "Oh, he's got a really rough childhood, and uh, his home life is terrible, and he's probably going to be the person who's going to like die before they're twenty and or or whatever." And it actually ends up not being the case of that at all. No. Which is he got himself out, but he still got killed by trying to be the peacemaker. Yeah, it is, and actually, oh, all so of the uh, and actually, kind of all of their stories 
after the childhood are a little bit sad, other than Not really, hit other than <laughs> the writers, like the narrator. Everyone else, oh yeah, he went into jail a little bit, but the other guy just became normal. He got a job and a family, like that was. Yeah, but yeah, but it's just like it's kind. It was kind of a boring job, is the impression that I got. <laughs> well, yeah, but he just lived. Like, yeah. there's nothing like. Yeah, there's nothing bad about it. The thing that I find funny about the film is that Richard Dreyfus was narrating the whole thing. Yeah. And at the end, it wasn't Richard Dreyfus who was doing all the writing. It was someone else. Because oh. that wasn't Richard Dreyfus at the end. No, why didn't they? Why didn't they use his face then? Because the he doesn't. Probably because he doesn't look a thing like a young Will Wheaton. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Because well, that I guy just, looked more like what Will Wheaton. Guy, yeah, that guy looked like that young Will Wheaton, but doesn't look anything like Will Wheaton now. Yeah. But it's that's so strange. <laughs> just so weird. You would look at the kid and go, "Oh yeah, I could see that he would grow up into that guy." Yeah. But we know what he grew up as, and it wasn't that guy. Yeah. <laughs> The thing that I was thinking throughout most of this film is all of the stuff that they go through, all of the places that they wander through, all of like the, you know, sleeping out in the rough and everything that they do. I was like, God, these kids are going to get back and they are going to reek. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I was like, they're going to smell so I looked bad. At them, I looked at them like at the end and I thought, oh, they're all so dirty, but nobody that they live with like cares yeah. Like, how are they going to get washed and stuff? Because they all said that they were going, like, somewhere else entirely. Well, they said they'd be out in the back garden. Yeah. So, I mean, they do look like they've just rolled around outside for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So has this film at all convinced you to go camping? No. <laughs> Surely this film would make you want to go camping less. I don't want leeches attacking me and, like being in bogs and wolves you don't want to sleep stuff. out in the wilderness no not no, even I once I can't imagine when I was watching them you don't want to cook burgers over a fire no when I was watching them <laughs> no. I thought I can't even imagine being in the situation where I'm out in the middle of nowhere in the woods lying down trying to sleep I just wouldn't I, just, no. I literally just wouldn't be able to even close my eyes I'd be like scared. I'd be rigid <laughs> it doesn't even paint a pretty picture of it no like the weather could be so nice and crisp and warm and I would still be like what I'm sleeping on the ground yeah no I mean they made a fire happen. but we didn't see how they did it no <laughs> I'm surprised uh... they could do that Oh, you know, this was the 50s. They knew what they were doing in the 50s. They were well, just they all, salt of the earth. They were all smoking, so I imagine they had a lighter or, or matches yeah, or they something. they never used it. They never saw them light anything. No. That's true. That's true. Because kids are allowed to hold cigarettes and smoke, but they're not allowed to be seen on screen to be, like, holding fire or something. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> and also, it's 86, but obviously it's not actually... No, in the eighties, yeah, it is it is fifties centric. So, yeah, kids started smoking early then, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, that was back in it was the days. Good for your health. Yeah, it was back in the days where it was, you know, cigarettes. Uh, you know, put put do. hairs on your chest. Have a cigarette. Put yeah. some hairs on your chest. Wasn't it? Yeah. And it's no wonder um, Kiefer Sutherland changed his style so dramatically between this and. Uh, Lost Boys because in this he was wearing like a flowery kind of Hawaiian shirt kind of deal and then in Lost Boys it's like ooh no you're into the leather now yeah because he's a vampire yeah the leather and the shirts 
Leather on the shirt. Leather on the shirt. He didn't have a shirt on, did he? Yeah, he had like a like a, a long shirt underneath. I thought he was. I thought he was naked underneath. Oh no, that Not was the other naked. dude. Oh, that was Alex. That was Alex Winter. <laughs> Shirtless dude. Oh. Yeah. Oh no, you're thinking of the saxophone no, player. No, I'm not thinking of the saxophone. I knew that was coming. <laughs> there is never a time where I won't look for a way to bring up the shirtless, oiled up saxophone <laughs> guy. He, oh, he's yeah, going to make I liked a return. The, um, the story that the boy told. It was cool that he was like, everybody knew that he wrote stories and they all wanted to hear him tell them a story. Oh, it's so yeah, sweet. that was cool. I loved their like their little friendship group they were so funny i really liked it i liked watching it i enjoyed it yeah 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 Uh, doesn't just make you want to like go and do kid things again just no oh okay i don't want to be chased by a dog oh that was a cute dog though (laughs) yeah he was but he was ripping the shit he was ripping the t-shirt off him (laughs) being a cute dog yeah he was but he was ripping the t-shirt off him because he said that was um, his that was his first lesson in yeah the, uh, the difference between myth and truth the difference between myth and truth that's right and it was just this dog that was just rolling around just in the regular. dirt just regular regular <laughs> dog regular dog he did jump up and grab his t-shirt though I will say yeah. that again <laughs> but you know I mean the amount of damage that I've had on my t-shirts from our dogs sometimes is just only hair she hasn't yeah. grabbed them. No, but I mean, you know, that hair has a knock-on effect, doesn't it, really? I've been caked in that before. (laughs) So, I think we should start thinking about giving this film a rating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting on to that time. So... What did you think about the body, actually, though? I thought that it was going to be a younger kid. I thought it was going to be a younger kid as well, because... I imagined. Yeah, because the amount of panic that they were kind of going through to find him and like it was going to be somebody of their age mm. like how could somebody it was kind of midway between what they were and what the older guy yeah, was yeah don't you think it's weird it? that like they he went out picking berries on his own and then ended up getting hit by a train at that age I think that's weird but anyway but it's like I can't figure out because he was obviously from the town that they were in yeah, they all knew him. He said he was in he was in their school. Yeah. No, he said that the reason why was because he was like twelve. He was like it was the the brothers that found him, but he was their age in school. Yeah, yeah. But what was he doing so far out in the first place that that happened? I don't know. I thought they said that he was like he was picking berries and he just followed the track. Oh right, right. right I don't know. Right. Back in the fifties, where you would just walk but they, you don't know for, where for they an entire day, lived, and no though. one would notice. <laughs> they didn't say where he lived. They just said that he went to their school. That's true. That is like yeah, that's yeah, what people yeah. talking about because he was yeah. in school. Maybe he lived further down. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. I mean, it was kind of like it made sense that the boy was pretty much obsessed with seeing that dead body because it's like his brother had just died. So it was almost like he wanted to see what a dead body looked like, so he could imagine that was his brother and that. Oh, he's definitely dead now. Closure. Yeah. And have a little bit of, like, weird... A weird kind of catharsis behind, you know, finishing what they set out to do. Mm. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, he's definitely dead. If that's what he looks like, then, yeah, I know he's gone now. There is something harrowing about it. Yeah, the whole thing is, like... The whole thing is... Yeah. I I don't know the word, but... I mean, (laughs) it's a weird... It's a bit morbid. It's a weird thing, because it's like... It's about kids, but it's not for kids. 
It's not like The Goonies. No. It's not like The Goonies where, where you would be like, hey, this is an adventure film about kids being kids. They're both kind of, kind in a way, films about kids being kids and enjoying their childhoods and having but Stephen King is always about dark stuff so like oh yeah they're a group of kids but the reason why they're friends is because they're trying to run away from a psychopath or the reason why they're friends is because like they're they've all got horrifically abusive parents or you know that there's always something about it that makes it weird (laughs) like they can't just be friends having a good time (laughs) that's not Stephen King's way if, if Stephen King ever wrote a book about kids being friends and having a good time because they're just friends, everyone would be like, this is your worst work to date. <laughs> Where's the catch? <laughs> Where's the hook? This is your worst work to date. And I read all of... I, I'm struggling to think of a book of his that went down very badly. <laughs> oh, but yeah. yeah, but that's the weird thing about Stephen King, isn't it? Because he'll come out with a book and everyone will go... Oh, the latest Stephen King book is awful. Oh, it's really not his best work. Oh, it's it's really like... And then you give it a couple of years and he comes out with a new one and everyone goes, oh, that last book he wrote was actually pretty good. Actually, (laughs) I think that last book he wrote was some of his better stuff. (laughs) But this new one, yeah, I really don't like this new... That's how it works for Stephen King. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't it? It's just weird. I, I just feel like any time he writes something new, people really don't like people it. And then you give it a couple it, yeah. of years people that and like someone's him, making like, a film out of it. Well, yeah, well, yeah. People that like him like most of his stuff, but people who don't like him really don't like him. Yeah. Oh, hi. Are you going to come and join us? Are you going to come and join us and give help give us a rating? Because we can hear you panting in the background. We know that you're there. Oh, no, you're not. She's gone shy. She's gone shy now. As soon as I invite her to be on, she goes all she goes all shy. She does she she wants to see what we're doing. Never wants to join in. Never wants to give her opinion. She was William... like, oh, she was like, well, I watched the film, but I don't really want to give my rating on it because <laughs> there weren't re- there was only really one scene with a dog, dog in it. <laughs> so I only really paid attention for the bit that had the dog in it. So I'm really sorry. I have no input to this conversation, really. So as we do every episode, we get the person that hasn't seen the film to give a rating for the film, for their first experience of it. But every episode, what that rating is out of changes. So Amber, what are you going to rate Stand By Me and what's it going to be out of? And as an added bonus, I'm actually going to rate it today as well because it's been oh. so long since I've seen it. <laughs> oh, here that... we go. No, no, oh, no. so all the ones that you pretend that you've seen but you actually haven't, you don't give ratings to those ones, but this one you decided. Uh, no, I've decided that this one has been so long since I've seen it and because I forgot that John Cusack was in it. Did you remember parts Jerry of the Con- story though? Yes. Mm. Oh, obviously, yeah. I know. I knew what the story was. I remember all of the bits of it. But because some parts of it were so refreshed for me, like I, I felt like I have enough of an input to go. What was your favourite part? Do you know? I genuinely think that one of my favourite parts of it was River Phoenix and. Will Wheaton when they are on the tracks talking to one another and he's saying to him you know don't 
hang out like if you continue to hang out with us all we're going to yeah, do is we'll is down. drag is we'll we'll bring you down and i'm like it really takes a lot for someone especially of like a young and i know this is this is film you know none of this is real it's not yeah, like this is yeah. a documentary or anything but yeah, but some kids have just got it. Like he yeah, was just, he just that's grew the thing. up that's the like thing. that having to fend for himself and he just got that attitude and that you know That's that exactly that it. The, that this is you realise that this is actually a kid who, despite his age, sees a lot of the world for what it is and gets it. And it's just like Yeah, don't give up on what you're doing because you've been given this ability to do something that's going to take you places and what you're just going to ignore it for the sake of hanging out with us no so i that was that was a bit that i that i really really liked i also really liked the bit where uh vern dropped his hamburger into the fire i thought that was hilarious (laughs) stupid little fat kid (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry that was my key for sutherland coming out then sorry (laughs) I found it a little bit of a shame that he never got his cap back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he probably did, though. Because the guy, that's his brother. Mm. So he probably would have got it back. Yeah. Because um, River Phoenix would have just been like, oh, give me that hat back. It's his. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because they live together. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So he probably got it back in the end. Yeah. What was your favourite bit? Or are you just my stalling f- to think of something no, to break I it out? No, I not my favourite oh, okay. bit. I just didn't think... I didn't think that we'd actually talked about the movie enough. Oh, okay. So that's a good question. <laughs> Got my distracted f- by Corey Feldman. Yeah, I know. You went on about him a lot. Oh, sorry. Um, my favourite bit was when Teddy was trying to dodge the train and Chris had to grab him and pull him yeah. away. Yeah. I thought that was really... I thought that was really good. That was that bit was a little bit like I just thought he did that really well. Like yeah, I thought yeah. Ray Phoenix acted that so well. And yeah, I just really mm. I really liked that. Mm. And then it's and it's also the moment after that is really showing of how boys interact. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like like oh, young I hate boys. you, I hate you. Yeah. yeah, but are we good? No, I hate you. Yeah, but we are good though. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and then they're fine. And it's just like, you know, they explain it. It's like, what are you doing being like that? What, what do you think you're doing? Hey, it's none of your business. Oi. All right. Give us, give me some skin, though. All right, I'll give you some skin. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then you move on. Yeah. And it's like, guys, boys, especially at that age, just don't really hold grudges. Yeah, they're just like, oh, let's just go with it. We just, just like, got to get to this dead body. It. We just have a hurry yeah. up. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's a really good snapshot of uh of youth and back in the good old days where kids could just roam free looking at dead bodies yeah weird (laughs) right talking about boobs and smoking cigarettes yeah (laughs) it seems so strange to think that that was actually a point in history people say that 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 was the good old days that is what people are talking about when they say (laughs) the good old days that is what people are talking about, oh, isn't it? Oh, kids, don't go on the internet. Don't look at your phone. Just smoke some fags and go and... <laughs> yeah, where the kids could literally go missing for an entire weekend and the and parents wouldn't would need to worry. It's just parents like, wouldn't even uh, care where they were. They do need to worry because they went to find a dead body. So yes. obviously people and children are dying when they are not looked after and they are left. 
So they do need to worry. They just didn't pay attention. No, that's yeah. <laughs> didn't pay any attention. No, you're right. So, what are you going to give Stand By Me? And what's it going to be out I'm of? really, like, having a toss-up between four and five, you know. Really? Okay. I think I'm going to say five. Really? I was going to throw it out there that you could have a four and a half if you no, wanted. I think I'm going to say five. Because five. I think, like, for the age of them, the kids who were in it, like, most of the time, yeah. um, were really good. Yes. And yeah. it really made me laugh. Like, what they were saying was so funny. And yeah, it made me laugh. Because it felt genuine. Yeah. It, it felt like yeah, genuine interaction. There was like some part, there was one part that I can't remember, but um, when they said, they must have said something to Vern. And actually, like, they all look like they really did laugh. And, like, that was just off the cuff made up as, like, a kid joke thing to yeah, say. And they just yeah, yeah, kept yeah. it in. Because I thought that that was, like, yeah, that was really natural. Was but it? I can't remember what it was. Was it the bit when they were all sat in the junkyard and they said, oh, yeah. and your face makes me puke? No, Ugh. not that bit. No. I think it was just before. Because you that. really liked that bit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a bit before that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But they were, and they were all a bit grown up, and they all had loads of grown up to do because of their hard life, and they all seemed like wiser than their years. And but yeah, and it had a bit of action and a bit yes. of tension because of the train. Oh God, your your reaction at the train—you literally turned to me at the train on the bridge scene, and you were going, "I, I, I this is giving me so much anxiety." <laughs> I I'm I have so much anxiety right now. Yeah, because I genuinely thought to myself, they might actually really hurt one of them. Yeah. Like I didn't, because I didn't know. Well, because it's Stephen King, yeah. so you're going, oh, one of them <laughs> oh, might actually get, get, get really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So, how would you rate this on the on the Kingometer? I don't have one of between them. Between this and. <laughs> I don't have one of them. Well, no, but between this and Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I prefer this. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Shawshank Redemption is like, pretty Shawshank close. Shawshank Redemption's okay. It. Yeah. But and like, I know people really like it, and it was a good film. But I did prefer this. Sure. This was like more my thing. More your speed. More your speed. Okay, I totally get that. I think I'm gonna give it a, a give it a, a four and a half. I think like it, for for me, obviously, because what? I've seen the film before. <laughs> It had a little bit less of an impact, but yeah, definitely. Why is it? Why is the half? Why? Why? Where's the half gone? Oh, all right, five then. <laughs> wow, no, twist. No, I'm not no, saying it's you all right. had to change. No, 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 no. You twisted my arm. It's I wasn't all right. saying you had to change it. I was saying where, like, why? I was asking why. Uh, just because I think because I knew some of the bits that were that were happening less of it was a surprise to me that's why just on this okay, particular okay so what, what about viewing. the first time that you saw it then oh yeah fantastic yeah absolutely brilliant why, why have you changed it then look I don't know <laughs> I'm just saying I like I, I reserve my five stars for films that I feel are like a perfect movie yeah but for me I think it was I okay. can't think of any reason why it wouldn't be the perfect film it's got good acting it's got good tension it's got action it's got fun yeah. and laughter and though it made me sad at the end because he actually did die in real life mm. as well. mm. and like as he's walking away like goes what do you call it i don't know they fades. make him disappear yeah it fades, oh, fades away really sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was that was quite sad actually but what's it going to be out of for stand i'm going to give it five pennies 
Pennies! Yeah, because he couldn't find his pennies. We found one at the end. He only gave himself. Oh, yeah. Found one at the end. Yeah, but he, he he there was like a whole jar that he was looking for before. Yeah, and back in that, because uh, here's the thing: it took me a little while. <laughs> took me a little while to figure out that actually a jar full of pennies in that era, that's a lot of money. Yeah, because he got loads of food for his two dollars or whatever. Two, yeah, it was two dollars sixty something, and he got. Like a pound of burger meat, burger mints, three, four cokes, and they got like loads of buns as well. and burger buns. I'm like, wow, that's pretty <laughs> wow. good. That's pretty good. <laughs> so he was like, oh, I wish you'd got more to eat, and he was like, oh, sorry, I couldn't get anything more out of your seven pennies. Yeah. Or seven cents or whatever. It was. Seven cents. No, yeah, that, I was like, wow, you get a, you used to get a decent amount. Like child boy humour is my humour and it made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> oh boy I, okay now I know what your wheelhouse is for humour that opens up a that opens up a whole set of opportunities now alright no, I'll go away only when they're good oh alright okay alright alright fine 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 so there you have it stand by me gets four and a half from me and five from Amber, five pennies, five yeah, whole you pennies. Didn't say what yours was a whole. Dead bodies. Oh, gross. Yeah, which makes it weird because there's a half of one. Oh. Yeah. There was only two dead bodies in this film. Though. Oh, weird. Weird. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so five pennies. What would five pennies buy you? That that buy you a decent amount if you can get a whole bunch five of other stuff. Sweet. Yeah. Wow, you're quids in with those five pennies, aren't you? So, what do you think out there to everyone listening? Do you think that Stand By Me is indeed the classic film that we built this up to be that was warranted spurning the initial thoughts of this podcast? Or do you think that it's one of these films that has completely passed you by because it's really not your kind of thing watching kids have fun looking for dead bodies it's more than that though. i mean it's everyone more than that obviously everyone should watch it it is a film that everyone should watch i think but do you out there agree that it is a film that everybody should indeed watch do you think that there are other films that everyone should watch that we have not yet watched ourselves if so what are they suggest it to us maybe we'll watch it you can tell us this stuff by our social medias. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And don't forget mm-hmm. to use the hashtag BTTRPod so that we know when we're being talked about on the internet. Amber, if the listeners have enjoyed this episode, please tell me what else they should do. They should like, subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow at BTTR podcast on Instagram. Hell yeah, they should. Absolutely. Because podcasts like this do indeed rely a lot on word of mouth. So if you've got some friends that you've known since you were 12 and shot guns with, then tell them about the podcast because maybe they'll enjoy the same things that you enjoy. If you haven't enjoyed this podcast, you've probably stopped listening at this point. This message is no longer for you. But until our next episode, Amber. What? Train! (laughs) 
Another train. Another train. <laughs> so stupid humor. <laughs>